Hello, and welcome to the My Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Gabrielle Genter, and I'm going to take you on my journey of living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling, to discovering myself through the help of energy healers, shamanic practices, grounding in nature, plant medicines, and learning to trust my own intuition. This is a journey of being stripped raw to the place of knowing no thing, as it is there we are able to open our hearts to everything and create a new existence on Mother Earth. My hope is to demystify the process of becoming one with your higher self and sharing your light from that place, and I want to bring you along for the ride. Send us Hello and welcome back. Um, I'm going to start off this episode with a disclaimer on (sighs) we all are on our own path, right? We all are taking our own journey to find our spiral, to find those allies on the journey that support our own work and our own ascension. And my journey from the pretty much the very beginning has involved um, the elements and animals and um, trees and roots and vines and mushrooms and like all of the things that are like deeply rooted in this planet have reminded me who I am and you know, there are many people out there that feel that we don't need um, any help to ascend and we don't need these, the support of these allies that are here on this planet. My own take on that is I do not go into anything lightly. I wait for signs to show me the way of what is right for me when an ally shows up. And I have to, and I have gotten to the place of trusting myself so deeply in my own knowing of what feels right for the next step on my spiral. And when people are talking about plant medicines, you know, if you go into them with your mind thinking that it's going to change something in you, it's just going to highlight the things in you that are not resonant. So when you hear about people having um, like discomfort in the experience with plant medicine, it's usually because they they haven't opened up themselves alone, like a, in, into their subconsciousness. And those things are going to bubble up first. So... I want you to know that I am in no way saying this is your path, but I also believe that there is room for the medicine path in a a very centered way and one that is full of love, full of grace, full of like just gratitude because the plants for me have really helped me shed so much of the conditioning that I I have on myself you know like you can't even when you get to this point you can't even say like from my parents from my upbringing because like oh a lot of my own hurdles are my own making and for me the allies that have shown up in this way have really guided me to the let go of these ridges or these edges that I hold, you know, and um, 
the mind can only go so far with um, the, you know, with all of this. It's like, in every experience I've had with plant medicine, it's how deep can you release? Like, how deep can you surrender the ego to what the vibration of that plant is trying to communicate with you and to you and through you? And I've also witnessed that those that have this, um, how would I say it? Like this block to let go, meaning to surrender to source, to surrender to the elements, to surrender to a higher truth. There is also discomfort. Um, you know, my very first episode, my first, uh, experience with an ally was 5-MeO-DMT and you guys can go back and look up that episode if you haven't heard it but I didn't go into it even knowing about medicines I didn't have any idea what I was you know moving towards I just trusted deeply in the moment and and that whatever was presenting was coming into my path for a reason, because at that point I was still in the matrix and I was like so deeply open to the my heart and saying like, okay, so far from the moment that I opened my heart, like the right people have landed in my path to guide me. And I had to trust, like, I remember all I said is, will I be able to drive home? <laughs> I didn't know, like the word, uh, like medicine didn't even, you know, none of it, there was no... Uh, um, like past reference. So I did not go Googling. I didn't know any of it. But in that experience, I met my, I mean, I met source. I met like this dissolving of the, every part of this being went back into the collective unity. And I remembered that all I'm here to do is give love. And I'm not here alone doing that. So that was like my basis for understanding like, okay, from that place of remembering, my path just like blossomed open because all I had to do along the path is choose that love vibration. Nothing in my experience and my also my experience with any ally in in medicine has been anything less than love but it's possible because going into them i always knew like i am love so you draw towards you what vibration you are now i'm not saying that again this is not everyone's experience but i think in the full let go and, you know, this is me like sitting in many ceremonies and, and observing others and seeing the whole spectrum of where people are in their own journeys. It all boils down to can you surrender, you know, and, and, and the surrender happens long before you sit in ceremony. And today I want to explain and, and bring you on the journey of my experience with um, a new ally that presented, um, I feel like she's, it's a, it's a female energy, so I'm going to say that she presented, and her name is Tepesquite, and um, I had many signs that she was on her way before she arrived. So um, I'm going to give you this as a, just an example to start to understand, is a medicine calling you. Okay, so um, my first uh, experience with Tepesquite or 
She's also referred to as the tree of life. Started (laughs) at the beginning of my journey with this beautiful um, tree of life behind me. Uh, That came when I was in Bali and I we were in this market and when I saw one similar to her, I knew that that energy was meant to come home with me. Now it's hard to tell, but this, um, this macrame is actually huge. It's like, I had to like carry this thing on and it's huge. Um, but I didn't care. Like I knew like that was coming with me. So in that happened four years ago. So I am now able with hindsight to see like that energy was calling me. I didn't really understand what the tree of life was. I didn't know why it was calling to me, but I knew it needed to come with me from Bali. So then, you know, years go by. And last summer in my town, there was a, like a a rummage sale or a yard sale. And in that yard sale, um, mainly it was all of the crystals from a, a mother that, had passed away her daughter was selling the crystals and donating all of the money to charity and I mean this woman was a collector she had everything and and as my mom and I and Richard went and we were just like oh and and then I mean on top of it the prices were like extremely below what they are worth and it was just like opening up a treasure chest of just amazing amazingness and in that, I, I asked, like, what is your, you know, tell me the story of your mom. And, and, and like, was she a healer? Because she had many things that were definitely healing energies. And, and she was like, no, she just was a collector. She loved crystals. Um, she, you know, it made her happy. She was that she was a she was a collector of crystals and metaphysical things, but also she was a crafter. And she had a bunch of jewelry too. So in this experience and and, and um, communing with her name is Bobby, um, I found this ring, and this ring is one of the many jewelries that I got from her. But this one is the Tree of Life, and I knew that one's coming with me. <laughs> so that was my sign number two. Again consciously, I did not understand what was going on. I just knew like that energy from Bobby is meant for me. And and I know it will present at some point. So until it presented, this ring was right here on my desk. I have a bowl of, um, of rings that I, I hold as like, when they, when it's time for their arrival, they're here, you know, like when I consciously understand them, I pull the energy to sit with. So that was number two. Then um, let's say, let's see, it would have been like three months later, I was down in the kitchen and I was doing like cleaning, but I was also doing my nails and I had on Gaia. Um, The the show was called Ancient Civilizations and it was just playing kind of in the background, but I was like, you know, paying attention, but not paying attention, doing other things. And this episode came on called The Tree of Life. And something was like, more on alert, I was like, really more interested in in what was happening in this, this episode than the the ones prior. And at one point, they say that (sighs) there is, um, a species of tree that carries medicine and it, it is, it carries in the bark DMT 
and that um, they have been able to diagnose like this specific uh, species of tree that is the tree of life. And I remember stopping and being like, what? There's another medicine out there that hasn't come into my sphere at all yet. But I, I've been like, again, unconsciously pulling this energy towards me. And I remember just sitting there and being like, oh my gosh, there is another medicine out there. I don't know how it's going to, I didn't Google, no, but I knew it's coming. Like that was my first conscious uh, experience with Tepesquite. And I was like, okay. So Richard got home that night and I was like, babe, you got to like, listen to this. There's this tree, you know, the tree of life. Everybody knows the tree of life. It is a symbol that is in broad daylight. (laughs) And yet, like the way I felt it was symbols are everywhere, but until you reach a frequency to hear that symbol or that, um, that code, it's just a tree, you know, you, you can yes, we've, we've heard it's like deep, the more rooted we get, the higher we can climb. I've heard that as above, so below, I, like all of these are concepts that I understood, but I didn't take it to the to the next level of it's also an ally in in your journey when you get when you crack the code. (laughs) So um, yeah, I I, so I had that and I was like, okay, now I'm this that was the third sign. And I was like, okay, but no, the first conscious sign, but the third now in hindsight. So now I'm aware now I'm like, okay, uh, let's see if it's meant for me, it'll it'll come into my sphere and we'll dance. So about a month after that, Richard and I were in New Mexico and we went to Roswell. And I, I've talked about this in a previous episode. Um, I didn't feel any energy for Roswell in the way that Roswell is popular. So I'm just going to leave that disclaimer there. But we were in the, the Roswell Museum and there's this like all of this content about the event that happened. And then as you like turn the corner, there's one exhibition that is all about the tree of life. And that's like, I felt like I did like a beeline around the thing and found it. And I just spent my time there. And again, it's saying the same thing that this was um, definitely from the Mayan culture. It it's something that they were showing us and, and bringing forward to us as like a technology. There is, a, and I'll put it here on the video, um, this image that is carved into this, I think it's a tomb um, or sarcophagus. I don't know the word that they would call it in, in the Mayan civilization, where it shows a man sitting basically in the, it looks like a spaceship, but really it's the tree of life. And, and it's a technology showing like this is a way to connect. And um, that's basically what this exhibition is talking about. And I'm like, oh, and I bring Richard over and I'm like, look, here it is. This is what I told you that there is medicine in the tree of life. And he's like, okay. <laughs> okay. So that it happened. I think I was on that trip in, it would have been September. So like beginning October, uh, I hosted an energy circle and one of the, my sisters that came, um, came on and she looked like she was glowing. And I was like, what is going on with you? And she's like, you guys, I just experienced a ceremony with, with Tepe. And I'm like, Hmm, Tepe, what's Tepe? And she's like, well, have you heard of the tree of life? And I was like, Oh, 
I sure have, and I've been waiting for you. <laughs> so yes, it came it came in as like a full presentation of this is what Tepesquite is. And I'm going to read to you from the website that is called quantumsouljourney.love. I've gotten permission to share this uh, transmission with you and I hope that the signs present for you guys as they did for me, and maybe this is just one of them. So Tepesquite is um, a Mayan medicine, also known as the Mayan ayahuasca. Tepesquite comes from the mimosa teniflora tree originating in the Yucatan Peninsula. The mimosa teniflora is a beautiful tree, also known as the sacred tree of life. It births incredibly bright, colorful flowers that give the energy of expansion beyond words, also known as Akasha medicine. Tepesquite heals on a cellular level. This tree expands the mind, rekindles the soul, and decalcifies the heart. Tepesquite opens the veil and heals on an internal level, healing timelines simultaneously. So... Um, yes, I was like, what? <laughs> and the process is you go through this kind of meet and greet with the facilitators way, well before you even land into a ceremony. So I reach out to them and, and within, I don't know, a week I had my um, interview and it was beautiful. It felt like kindred spirits coming together. And I knew that when the right time was, it would come to my field, meaning um, this medicine is a traveler. It's not just in one city, one state. It's It moves around. So I also know that if this medicine is meant for you, it will come to you. So that's how I felt. I knew, okay, it's it's landed. It's here. And I also am going to make sure that the timing is right with it. I'm not going, so that that interview and all of that happened, I th believe like October-ish time. And I waited because that's what you do. <laughs> when a medicine starts working with you, it's like, okay, now I consciously see you. I know we're going to be working together, but I also know that you know, the timelines of that experience need to align and the right time needs to happen. So um, this is how it happened. I went through, and I'm going to bring this back up, a liver cleanse, which was my second liver cleanse, which brought up a lot of my um, really deep wounds, primarily my father wound. The day that I released that wound and meaning I reached out to both of my father figures and and it looked like giving them love and an unconditional forgiveness, but what it felt like is giving myself that unconditional forgiveness and love. That day, my friend that brought in this, this beautiful experience texted me and said, it's coming to, to you, it's coming on this date. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> so here's what I want to say. The moment that I released this dense anchor that had been with me my entire life, here it was. And it was saying, now it's time. You, your timelines have matched and now you can um, go into her frequency. So um, that was the, the way it worked out. It was like three weeks later that the actual ceremony was 
near me and um, I was able to partake. So now I'm going to go into the, the Tepe ceremony and I'm going to give it from my perspective because that's all I can do. <laughs> I also um, am doing this with such reverence, reverence for the amazing space that was held um, by the shaman. His name is Omar. And to be in space with um, divine masculine, but also holds a sacred feminine, it was just, it's like, incredibly hard to put into words but to feel the expansiveness of his soul that helps in the surrender so we collected this um, eclectic group of beings and most of the people there it was their first time experiencing this medicine so you know it it was a, a whole spectrum of what was going to present and um you know, first we went around the circle and introduced ourselves, and then we broke up into into groups and we're working specifically with our intentions with Tepesquite. So this is now I'm going to give you my why this part of the, the ceremony was so important, because now I completely understand the journey with Tepesquite is a short one. It's like I would say 10 to 15 minutes long. And it's not one that is you're communicating with her. It's like it's a receiving energy where ayahuasca feels like a lazy river that lasts many hours and there's a conversation happening and you can dance and and speak and have like a, you know, dialogue of whatever it is that she's presenting versus what you're working through. And it's it's a it's a give and take where Tepesquite is like here. So the idea of having a very clear intention is like the most high priority because if you're setting that frequency in your system and you're anchoring it in, that's the vibration that you're going to receive. So we broke into into groups. I think in our group there were five and um, we each like spoke with a facilitator as a collective in that group and like kind of mine look like um I, I this is what I'm working with I I feel like I'm I need to learn how to share my light share my love without or have the courage to share my light and my love no matter what what's happening around me like to step into that full embodiment of of light, basically. And so as I'm like explaining kind of what I'm working with, and I also explained that, you know, in a short period of time, I would be um, hosting my first gateway on on our property. And I want to be able to move in that liminal space of the in-between, the bridge, without my ego getting in the way of feeling like uh, it's it's too much or it's too much energy because I feel so much of people that I get really introverted because I feel so much. So I wanted to find this dance or this balance of being in that, that bridge. And so then she took all of that <laughs> wording and distilled it down to a sentence, which mine was... Um, the courage to, to share my light fully. So that was my anchor. 
And then we go back down into the ceremony room and um, we sit around and first the facilitators um, had their their dosage with um, Tepe. And so that we could each kind of see how, how does it work? It's, it's something that you actually smoke and um, basically watching, like being able to see how, how they reacted, like, you know, what, what, what are we expecting here? <laughs> um, and then after the facilitators each had a small dose, then, um, then it was my turn and, and the group that, so he called, um, I think four of us to the sacred uh, tree of life blanket <laughs> altar. And uh, I happened to be first in, in the group that I was with. And um, my first experience was nothing. <laughs> I didn't, I, I have uh, an aversion to smoke. I have an, I've never smoked in my life. I've never smoked cigarettes. I enjoy cannabis, but never as a, as a smoking. I have um, very sensitive lungs. I usually cough if, if I'm around smoke. So my first like intake of Tepe felt like, um, like I was more, I was stuck. I would say I was stuck in the experience of the smoke. And so, and he had said the first dose is, is the handshake. It's a very small amount. And he wanted us to kind of bow down um, after we took the, the first um, inhale and just be in our own body. And what does it feel like? So for me, I, you know, I went down and I was like, wow, wait a minute, you did call me here, right? Like, why are, why don't I feel you? You know, and I just, I was like, okay, well, maybe it's just, it's just like reconfiguring me until the next dose. So then um, my second dose was, um, whew. <laughs> uh, okay, so the, the actual technique is you take it in and you're like, and you hold it and, Throughout the day, that holding was uh, over and over a difficult thing for me to do because, again, I think I have an aversion to having smoke in my lungs. But the longer that you can hold it, the deeper that the medicine can go into your system. And that second dose, um, I dissolved. I let go. And the way that looked, my eyes were closed and I could feel the tapestry of energy and, and see it moving and moving and moving and becoming one with that flow. And it just felt like, uh, I've seen this image before in ayahuasca. It's like this, I mean, everything in energy, whether you're looking at a, at the earth, uh, I don't know, at the cosmos, it's, it's, a it's like this, like think of a blanket of, of a ta actual tapestry of all these different fibers and colors and threads like woven together. It's like that. So in that dissolve of my ego, I opened my eyes and I had, oh God, like the love that was pouring out of my system was like intense. So I think I first made contact, eye contact with the shaman and I just was like, <gasps> like seeing him through the lens of love, like, but not love in the, in the linear sense of love, like feeling it so deeply as if we are literally one being. And in that reunification, 
there's this blossoming of this remembrance that we've planned this, you know, our, our souls planned this a long time ago. And I was just meeting Tepe and Omar in that, in that node point. Um, and then I looked, as I looked around the room, I was like, oh my God, the amount of angelic and just, Oh, presence of each of the souls that were gathered around the circle. I had this overwhelming sense to share that love with them. So I looked, I, I, let's say there were 15 people there. I don't exactly remember, but let's say 15. I made eye contact with each one until I got their eye contact back and I gave them the energy that I was feeling for them. And tears are just like pouring out of me because when you hold space for another in their remembrance, the way I feel it is that it's like, like being in a womb and looking around and seeing those sparks that agreed to hold space for you to see yourself again in that light. And I mean, how do you thank them? You know, how do you like, and again, this is without words because we're literally, (laughs) I'm in the circle of medicine. Uh, So I just communicated that love individually with each person um, telepathically. And some, it was interesting because some people really had a hard time looking at me and I could, I could sense like where each person was in their own journey of love and receiving and, um, and how I could, I, I consciously understood I'm in this space of feeling the medicine and you're waiting your turn on the outside in some way. But I also felt like, but you can remind them what's coming. And so I did. And I just like, just weeped and weeped and weeped and, oh, it just felt like so divine. Um, and I believe that that turn around the circle was that we just did two doses and then he called in the next group. And so then the group that I was in, we went and sat down on the sofas and stuff and, and held space for the next group. And in that next group, like seeing how everyone else worked through their energy. And, and, and I'm going to say that I'm just giving you my perspective of, of my experience, but there was the gamut. There was a whole mixture of everything. Some people purged, energetically purged. Some people um, just like fell back and were just in, in the ecstasy of it without consciously understanding what's going on. Some people met their soul for the first time. Like it was uh, like whatever each person's intention was, that's what they received. And I didn't, I, I think Tapasquite is an extreme hard opener. I've tried Wachuma once in my in my path, and I the most I can relate it to would be that that experience with Wachuma, but on steroids because Wachuma is like a ten hour experience. This is like a shot to the heart. It's blasted open, and there you are. But again, then I think, but that was my intention. So I think depending on what each person's intention was that was the medicine that that she imparted with them so then we were sitting around holding space for the next group and it's just like you know he's uh 
Omar is very intentional. He's made it very clear that when people are in their ceremony, nobody gets up, nobody leaves the space. Everybody is there consciously holding that that group. So, which is everything. I mean, to know that you have all of these brothers and sisters around you, like keeping you steady is, it's, I mean, (laughs) this is why I love ceremony so much. To be with like-minded people that just want love in this world, like how much better does that get, you know? (laughs) So as we're holding space for this next group, um, one of the participants, uh, she was just like, she laid back and she was laughing and she was just in it and, and just in such a beautiful way and totally surrendered to the experience. And at one point, um, Omar called me over to come and sit with her. And so, and again, I haven't experienced this type of ceremony before. So I didn't, I didn't know, you know, I said me and he's like, yeah. So I get up and I go and I sit in front of her and we just like, I think first we held each other's hearts and we held each other's gate. I, we, eye gazed for, it felt like a, a long time. And then um, she broke eye contact with me. So I was like, okay. So I asked her if we could join our pineals and she said yes. And so we were just like, like what it felt from on my side of the equation was I was helping, I was consciously trying to guide her into her body to feel it for coming from her soul to her, you know, instead of it being an outside expression, like dropping it in. And I mean, it was like such a beautiful moment and like to be able to hold someone in their own opening during this, their own ceremony was just lovely. So then, um, we, the next, their time was done. And then the next, um, uh, group, it was their turn. And this time I had, I changed my position in the circle surrounding everyone. And I don't know, I felt like. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm called over to this side of the group. And, and I was, I just felt it. So I, I went and sat in a different area and um, not consciously knowing why. But as that group went through the medicine, oh, I could feel why. <laughs> um, I was kind of behind two males. And the one on the right of me, like, so in front of me, but on this side, it was both of their first time. But the one on the front of the right, I could tell would not be open to me like touching. So I didn't do that, but I was just holding him, holding the back of his energy to make sure that he was grounding it in. And then on the right side was like, oh my God, I just melted into him. (laughs) Oh God, like the way it felt in my body was like the most nurturing part of me that, that could come forward wanted to be there and hold space for him. And it got to like, first I was holding his hand and then I ended up like holding his feet and just like holding him, like touching him, like hugging him. Like I, I I believe we both cried. (laughs) Um, just wanting to like, you know, give that physical nurturance that I know he was receiving from the medicine and, and, and I like I go back to what my intention was, which was to have the courage to share my love, right? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, th- like this is what I asked for. Like this is this is the medicine is working, obviously, because this me in, in, in a 
in a non-connected way to Tepesquite would have the urge to do this, but I would be afraid of the reaction of this stranger that doesn't know me, you know, coming up to him and like just grabbing him and like, you know, uh, so I wouldn't do it because my ego would be like, no, that's not socially okay, <laughs> you know, but in this safe space, it felt definitely okay. So then um, at, like Omar starts asking everyone to kind of fill in the space around these four people that are there uh, receiving the medicine. And as we each kind of came and took a, took a spot, uh, we ended up all having more doses so almost like um, as someone was ready to receive another dose, Omar would come to that person and that person would partake. And then he would like intuitively know like who's ready, who's not ready. Um, so I will say some people only did the handshake. Some people like I think I had six doses. Some people maybe three, you know, like it was all based on where someone was in their openness to receive this medicine and how deep did they want to go into this medicine. There were a couple of doses, the first one and like the fifth one where I didn't feel anything, because anything, I was like, I was so deep in the vibration of it that I just was melted already. And I don't think that I came out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> from the depths of it, Um my overall oh, just gratitude for seeing myself experienced. Also, this is a daylight ceremony, which means that you are able to go into other people's energies, which for the most part, my experience with ayahuasca has been nighttime ceremonies, which is very in your own energy and you don't open yourself up to others. Tepesquite is like... Oh, like the more open that you can be, the more open that you can be. <laughs> like, how much can you, how much light can you pour forth from your vessel? You know, that's how it felt. Like, how much more can I break open? And it was magic. Uh, such a beautiful dance. So different. Like Omar described it as a cross between ayahuasca and did he say, uh, oh, and 5-MeO-DMT. Um, I've done both of those. I personally felt it more of a cross between ayahuasca and wachuma, but I could see the 5-MeO-DMT is a, a, a huge dissolution of the ego, and it's a quick journey. It's the same, about 15 minutes. So in that way, they're similar. This is a much gentler ride. Um you're conscious the entire time where in 5-MeO-DMT, you're not, you lose consciousness for, for a lot of the experience. Um, this felt like, uh, <laughs> I would say this felt like the step towards a long journey with ayahuasca. That's, and, and if I, if I was to like rank how to step in, I would say this would be a beautiful entry point to then ayahuasca to then 5-MeO. But me, I did them completely opposite. I did 5-MeO, ayahuasca, then tepe. So I, I mean, obviously how the, the medicine comes to you is how it's supposed to. But um, in terms of like strength and power of like rocket ship versus lazy river, that's how I would describe them. So in my integration and in what's evolved since then, um, 
Oh my gosh, so much um, forgiveness for myself in, in a lot of the ways that I was holding ridges in my own body. Uh, like it feels like a softening into my, my knowing of the original message I got from 5-MeO-DMT, which is that I'm just here to share love. But how does that look in the actual vessel, you know, and in the actual melding of the ego and the and the soul? And I would say that this ceremony prepared me to receive um, the the gateway here. It helped me to understand that all I have to do is be brave enough to be who I am. The medicine helped me to, to see that in myself. It's not courage. It's like a tree doesn't need courage to grow and to root, right? And what she showed me is I don't need courage to do this. I just need to be. I just need to be who I am. That's that's it. Like there is nothing more. There's nothing. That word courage is is a third dimensional word, I feel. Like it's not in the realm of spirit. And all we are doing is like like blossoming forward into our full spectrum of light here and 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 being you know no and so then what it looked like is like the next weekend Richard and I were were at a garden uh, no no we went yeah we went to a gardening store and then we went to this kind of uh tool rental place equipment rental place next door because we needed to uh rent a tiller and there was a man there and his name is um Oh my God, I just blanked on his name. I think his name is Mark. <laughs> um, and the moment I was standing at his desk and we we're talking about this teller, like something came over me, this like wave came over me. I looked down at him, His on his hand, his left hand, it says RIP mom. And then this unconditional love started pouring through me and it was like so intense I could not move and so Richard is like okay it's time to go and I was looking at him like imagine like you're in a coma and my eyes got big and I was like I can't I can't move and I knew that my body wouldn't move until I acted because that was my like first experience of taking this medicine out into the world so I look at Mark and I say I see that your mom has passed. And he looks at me and he goes, what? And I said, I pointed to his hand. And all I could do is just hold his hand. And I just said, I feel it. I feel it. And, and he just looked at me like, what is going on? And weirdly, I had gotten his card because with this tiller thing, we needed to reserve it. So I get home and I'm like, is that why I got his card? Am I supposed to write him and explain what just happened? I don't know. And I got the message like, no, just let it be. Okay. So then a couple weeks go by and we end up um, needing to rent a tile saw. And we go to this one that's in our town and they don't have a tile saw, saw, which meant that we were going to go back to this place where Mark works. So we walk in and it's a Saturday and there he is. And I, and we're talking about a tile saw. We go about like paperwork and whatnot. And then Richard goes to go loaded in the car and I'm there alone with Mark. And I said, do you remember me? And he looked up and he said, I do. And I said, okay, this is going to sound strange, (laughs) but I'm a medium and I, I, 
when I'm around you, your mom comes and she's showing me that she's here for you and she wants you to know that she's here. And as as I'm saying this, just tears are going down my face. He's like, he goes like this and his whole arm is like, like goosebumps everywhere. And he goes, you don't know how much this means to me. I asked for her support last night. My daughter and I prayed to her last night. I, she, he goes, I was a mama's boy and I feel really lost without her. And I said, well, the thing is, is she wants you to know she's here. She's always here. She's you, you know, and she wants you to know that. And he's just looking at like, he, he does, he's shocked. Like he doesn't even know what to say. And in comes Richard next to me. And he, and I said, I looked at him and I said, I told him and he goes, Oh, cause I had told Richard what happened when we got in the car the first time. And he goes, he, he says something like, you need to leave him alone or something like that. And Mark goes, no, it, it is the, it was the best gift that I could have received. Like this, I, I actually have been asking for this. And then Richard's like, oh, that's good. Okay. And then, and then Mark and I just had this moment with each other. Like what I would say is like that same experience of deep gratitude, you know, the knowing that this time space reality was just matching and we were finding it together as one. So as we were leaving there, I was just like so much gratitude, you know, like feeling like I was able to meet a part of myself in real time that wasn't afraid to give the message and to and hold space with that person for what they were going through. So then we're on our way home and Richard, he's he's become a baker of sourdough <laughs> fairly recently. And he goes, I did, I have four loaves that you can give away today. So who do you want to give them to? And I said, like, cause we, we give them to our neighbors and he brings them to work and I bring them to the like local shops. Um, like the person that helped us rescue Sophia, I bring her bread. And when he said that, I was like, oh, one is supposed to be for Mark, but it's about 20 minutes away from our house so I was like hmm but I'm not going back that direction so I was like trying to figure out who they were they were meant for and you know we go home Richard sets up the tile saw and it, it's a brand new tile saw and it turns out that the water pump in the tile saw literally just doesn't even turn on it's like brand new and it doesn't work so he's like, so I call and Mark answers and I'm like, hey, the, the thing, you know, the, the pump doesn't work. He's like, okay, well, can you take it apart and just bring me the pump and I'll give you a different pump. So then I realized like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Is this pump not working so that I can bring him a loaf of bread? <laughs> so I did. I brought him a loaf of bread. And the moment I walked in this time, he said, can I hold, can I give you a hug? And I was like, of course, bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> and we just had this beautiful embrace and it was perfect. And it was like, like, it felt like the circle was complete for both of us because I needed that um, mirroring to show me like, it's safe to, to show your light. You know, it's safe that possibly those souls that are ready for your light are who you're going to get the message for to give the light, you know, <laughs> and it was my first time like being out in public being me <laughs> in in a way that you know I didn't go into and explain my whole story and uh it was just this reminder that Tepe brought that you know that space to me 
So I want to share um, this uh, beautiful experience with you guys. Um, this is the, probably the first time that I've been given permission to share a resource for a medicine. And the site is called quantumsouljourney.love. There's a lot of information on that site. So you can, you know, dig deep with the mind and, and really um, discern if this is a medicine for you. But I, I I can't recommend it enough if you feel the call of the tree. And um, I also would just say the call of, of a deeper knowing into your own self. Because for me, all of these um, plant medicines are just like, like dropping codes for you to unlock your own knowing inside you know it's not they're not here to um, change anything of course they change everything because the more you know the better you do you know and the more brave you are and the more courage you have and but it's just meeting yourself and and they like the way it feels is they they thin the veil between our forgetting and our remembering and then support that journey into a full expression of what does this look like, you know, and and I'm just giving you my experience with Tepe. And like other people were there for many different reasons. But overall, everybody got what they came for, you know, whatever their intention was, that's the medicine that they received. And ayahuasca is very similar in that way. She's like oh, she's got like tentacles moving through your entire system, along with the songs and the Icaros and it's just, it's like this divine um, technology that is able to pinpoint exactly what's ready to express. Also, they had beautiful live music and um, just the most angelic players that I, anytime you can be in live music in medicine, it's like seeing someone's heart on full display in their creatrix experience and yeah to witness these souls in that space was just magic as well so if you are looking for a safe space to be held and to try like dip your toe into the medicine world tapasquite is uh just um, a divine technology that i think the mayan people were wanting to share through symbolism for a long time and Omar did say that this medicine, and you'll read more about him on the website, but he's, I think, one of nine shaman that have been initiated into this um, lineage. It's very rare to come across. It's not something that's like ayahuasca and out in the public. He said at this point, he believes only 600 people total in the world have been served this medicine. So it's just making a it's like it's just stepping out into the light and into our reality which feels like like you have this divine um gratitude for even being able to find the frequency of the tepesquite and and like have that dance with her uh yeah so i like again so grateful for omar for his team for my friend that dropped this beautiful ceremony in and for all the signs that I received from um, Tepe along the way so that I knew when it arrived, it was time. Inside my heart a little while From 
the honey of my song, tender to the tendrils, blooming color, taste and longing for you who kiss the petals of my reach. Welcome back to the Mystery School Moments. Um, I did pull a card for this episode from my Earth Warriors Oracle deck. The card that came is Aloha K Akua, which is Blessings of the Supreme Being. Aloha K Akua, the divine is love. The supreme being from which all life emanates manifests a blessing for you. The realm of the heart is love's temple. When you enter the heart, you gain access to the great one and to the mana, the power, the authority, the grace, the magnetism to manifest your divine destiny. Trust in what is meant for you. Surrender doubt and disconnection in favor of love and respect for the great one. And you shall live your true destiny with joy in your heart, love can and will conquer all um this card for me and even the image of it is like this full-blown activation of the heart center and as you guys heard in this um uh this testimony <laughs> uh that is my experience with tepesquite it was such a heart opener like deep heart opener um I didn't mention in the main video, but there was another moment in the in the ceremony where there was a man across the, the circle from me at the end, and I had been feeling into him all day. Like I, I, I was like just loving his divine light. But at one point I made eye contact with him and I asked him if I could I, I think I said, Can I come over to you? Uh, that's what I remember saying. But what ended up happening is like he got up and I got up and we met in the middle of the circle kind of on our knees and we just embraced like there was this divine um, acknowledgement of each other in like the most 
unified way that isn't sexual. It's like this remembering your soul in another and wanting that soul to have the mirror of you. And I mean, we just held each other for, I I mean, time is like so linear and and irrelevant, but it felt like 20 minutes (laughs) as the circle is just around us. Like, uh, and then as we pulled away, I said to him, I see your light and thank you so much for, for being you and bringing that light into the world. And then later at the, at the end, um, there's a, you share a meal together and a sharing circle. And he said, he shared that his brother had recently committed suicide and his dad was also on his deathbed and that he was there to ask why, like, what is his purpose and what, what is this all about? And the message that he got is that he's supposed to use these experiences as, as like medicine for others and to help see others in, in their grief. And that when I asked him to meet me or, you know, to have this moment, it was in his, from his perspective, he was told like, all you're here to do is to share your light. And what I felt was like, get up and show him what it feels like to share his light and then acknowledge that he's doing it. So it was an integral part in his journey as well. And, you know, to be a part of that, like, interconnected web of love feels like the most divine experience that's possible on this earth. The only other time I have experienced this this state of grace is um, in the AFG gateways. Um, it's, you know, we have tried so hard to put it into words of what it actually is. And it's so elusive because words like don't even touch it. It's like, how do you drop like a cosmic grounded uh, love fest into words? Like, how do you do that? It's impossible. And it's impossible to explain it in that way. So when I, when I like think of the heart of it as as a expanded portal of what we, our potential is, each gateway is that it's like a, a place to play in that frequency. So Meaning like you may have moments where you're triggered and and you have densities that want to remove or or work through, but it all comes back to that grace. And um, like seeing this out amongst complete strangers in a a ceremony um, in that same vibration was just everything. The other thing I want to share with you guys is uh, a a tool because, you know, I love tools. (laughs) Um, So I have this aura spray from um, Angelic Celestial Colors, um, and it's called Merlin's Woodland Brew Nature Spirits Portal Spray. Um, This one is, and I, I will read it to you, but when I think of the allies that start to Uh, like surround you as a new medicine is coming in, dancing into your field, especially the plants. This brew (laughs) is the one, (laughs) like it holds so many codes for the remembering of why you're here. And if you are called to root deep with these um, ancestral teachers, this uh, aura spray kind of like brings in the remembrance through your aura first, you know, it's like the first step. So I had purchased this um, Woodlands Brew 
really probably right around the same time that the ring came in. Um, so I wanted to share with you what it says right here about this, um, this brew. Since working with Merlin, it has become clear how keen he is to open us up to the natural world and its abundance and inherent magic. The seasons, the cycles of the moon, lay of the land, rich compost of the forest floor, and open space of the sky above, the animal kingdom, the plants, the herbs, and more. To encourage us so that we see ourselves as part of it, not separate, but understanding our place and role and how we can work with them and not against nature's changing themes, including responding to solar flares, changings of the Schumann resonance, and other geophysical phenomenon. To not be frightened of nature, but to be guardians and caretakers, able to harness her raw power for collective good and our own manifestations. So this ally came in as this remembrance of understanding that my work with the animals and the plants are how I ground here. Another big um, ally that I have in this realm is White Buffalo Woman. Now, she came into my space a long time ago and has been on my altar for a long time as well. Uh, first through a tapestry that covers the whole east side of my room. <laughs> um, and I will share a link below if you guys want to see uh, her in her full glory because, I mean, she's I, it, I'm speechless even looking at her now. But I covered her in crystals and she's been holding space in, in my, my sacred space for maybe three years. And... When I tap into why the plants are on my journey in this lifetime, one of the big messages that I get is I'm part of the white buffalo woman, which is of this land. And it is like where the part of me that is a shaman and works with the elements and understands the reciprocity with the land, that's where that comes from. And so when you can understand your own archetype archetypal energy and like you know at first it's not conscious like I just felt drawn to this image and I was like but I don't want just a, a painting I want the full experience of her that's how it came in without me knowing why and now again years later when I look at that and I see yes it's resonant and now I understand why she was holding space for me my work with the with the land and the plants is one that at this point from where I can see and you know it's it's a dance sometimes it's a, an intense tango and sometimes it's like I'm gonna we dance on our own for a while and I know the vibrations near me but it's not for me um one of the last times I was with ayahuasca my shaman said I got the message that you won't be coming back for a while. So she asked me to, to give you a, a tincture um, and, you know, so that you have her vibration in your field. And that and then I, I didn't I mean, I knew because that that um, that ceremony, the main message I had received was that it was time to assimilate. So I also had a very clear message that I wouldn't be coming back for a while, but I didn't know how long it would be until I met with her again in that in ceremony. Um, it ended up being almost a year uh, 
with I had I tried another different lineage in that year one ceremony. So that energy, that vibration has a way to work with us even when we're not ready to go into a full ceremony. And these are just like some of the ways to start like opening up your soul and your spirit to understand is this your field in this lifetime. I said in the beginning, this is not for everyone. And including my my main mentor doesn't agree with any of my ingesting of the medicine of the of the plants. <laughs> and I I hold space for that. That's her experience. And I have it's taken me time to get to this place of understanding my own journey and being okay in my own knowing. And, you know, I had to like, look at it from the perspective of this feels more true to me than anything anyone outside of me could ever reflect to me. So if I don't trust that knowing and all the signs that come with it, then who am I really, you know, like, you have to get to a place where the trust inside is deeper than the reflections that you feel from others. Or if you're getting that reflection from others, a friend of mine recently said, but what if she's just a lesson for you to see yourself more clearly? And I'm like, oh, yes. You know, people come in our paths as like reflections for different reasons. And in this case, what if she's showing me how to become more sovereign in my knowing of the plants? And and I I can appreciate that and dance with that and, and feel um, at home and in resonance with that journey as well. Um, I love you guys very deeply, and I hope that um, Tepesquite is part of your journey. It's a, it's a beautiful dance. And, um, oh, I didn't say in the main episode, but the the cost exchange for the, the Tepe ceremony, it's a one-day experience. It starts um, at, I th- let's see, like 9 in the morning, and we went till about 5 in the afternoon. And the cost was $400. So just so you have an idea of what you can expect if you do feel the call towards Tepe, um, my heart is with you. And I share this with the most divine gratitude and love.